You are listening to Spark Reunited, a series of shows celebrating 25 years of broadcasting on this student community radio station. Whether it was Utopia or Spark, the people featured on the station have made it into what it is today. You're listening to Season 1 of Spark Reunited. Everyone interviewed in this season attended the event for Spark's 25th birthday in November of 2022. In this episode, our guest is freelance producer, Jordi Cernick. Hope you enjoy. Hello, I am Endurance Ido, and you're listening to a special edition of Spark Content. And I'm here in the studio with... Hi, I'm Jordi Cernick, and I was a Sparky. Uh, and it was about seven years ago now, so when I did master's degree, uh, master's degree, but also presented beforehand on on Spark FM as a, a as a community person that came in as a volunteer. Coming back now, do, have you seen anything that has changed, or what's it like being here after seven years? Seven years, so the studio, like this studio, definitely hasn't changed. It still needs a bit of a tidy up, <laughs> but it's still a great little studio. I like the the new layout of the the main studio. I like how you've got nice lights. <laughs> it looks like a, like you're going for the heart look, which is nice. Um, but I've, I've already seen familiar faces straight away. You know, Richard, who's, who's of course runs Spark and is also one of the main guys. And uh, little Andy, who runs the um, <laughs> MA, still sitting in his window with the same jumper on and still looks the same. So, yeah, so far what I've seen, it hasn't changed that much, which is nice. It's like coming home again. So when you were involved with Spark, what were some of the things that you did while you were with Spark? So Spark for me was probably different to what your like your relationship with Spark is because simply because of my age. And yeah. I'm, I came to Spark at uh, 39 years old. I was the oldest student in my class. So my relationship with Spark was a little bit different. I had come back, I had come from a TV background. Uh, so I worked on uh, national television um, in drama, but also did daytime stuff. I, I worked on GMTV, which is now Good Morning Britain. Um, so I came from interviewing the likes of Beyonce and Ricky Martins and going on tours to getting into radio and I had already worked for Metro Radio and I had my own show on UKRD and I was very much into doing events as well, outside events. So coming to Spark, I knew I couldn't be me because you know the, the target audience of Spark is 14 to 19 and I was a 38 year old man. So I had to change the way I did stuff a lot. So that was my big difference mm. coming to Spark. And I loved it because it was a good challenge. Um, so I ended up doing a show more about an, it was an hour um, interview show where I would go and interview people of your age yeah. and people that people on Spark would want to like listen to and try and also multimedia them across all the platforms. So go onto the websites, try and get them into the Spark magazine and stuff like that. So stuff like um, I interviewed a model, a young model, and she told us about the, the, the good points and the bad points about being a model and about the, you know, the, the forced um, starvation to try and hit weights and stuff like that. Oh. So they talked about that. So that was a very serious program. Uh, a young man who was 19 and he was, he's, he was pipped to be a world champion speed bike racer. So of course that's another thing that did it. So it was a, it was a good challenge, but I had to change the way I was to come to Spark. Was that, was that hard for you, you know, to mentally shift to what, I mean, you are, had a huge career before then and now having to change to another audience, was, was it hard? It was, it was really hard because I had come from the older groups, you know, you, my age group were up to 44 with Metro and then it was up to 60 with uh, UKRD. So my show was uh, in the 80s, 90s, just hitting the night, uh, 2000s music and 
it was like guest of the year and um here's here's a giveaway come and find us at a car show showroom and we'll give you 20 pound and stuff like that it was you know and that just didn't work here and i did try it for a couple of weeks and i just knew myself it wasn't getting anywhere you know it, it wasn't for me so i just kind of came off doing those type of shows and stuck to the interview shows and that I felt really comfortable doing that here because you can be a bit older doing interview shows as long as you're still hitting that market. Yeah. Um, and there were some really good challenges along the way. It was fun. Hmm. So I know that you won the silver um, Charles Parker prize in 2015. Uh, so no, Charles Parker wasn't. So uh, Charles Parker was uh, a prize. Andy, who of course runs the MA, or he's part of it. He, he mm -hmm. organizes a lot of it. So he likes our, his students to enter. And it is a good thing. It's a really good test of taking a, a subject and making it in a small form, short form radio, which is hitting. Um, and I tried a couple of ideas and Andy, who's brilliant, but he's very honest, went, no, that's 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 not quite there. Or, that one's not quite right. And I was just sitting in the house and now... I had gone through, so one of the big things that I lost a lot of my career through was I had a brain tumor. Uh, and, I, and it's a big documented story. It's been on television and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the, the, Is it the one about the man who has no fear? That's right. So uh, so kind of what happened was I had a, a brain tumor called a cushion syndrome, which is a, a tumor behind the pituitary gland. Uh, I had five years of really big operations, brain surgeries and having my ribs cut out and my adrenals took out and all this kind of stuff. And, and that led to me being on life support and dying. And and at that time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married now. I've been with my, my wife for 29 years. She was my childhood sweetheart type Aww. thing when I was 19. Um, she sat by my bed for four and a half days wondering if I was going to live or die. Because I was, you know, and, and I never, ever asked her anything about that. And of course, she never asked me anything about what it was like to be Unconscious, dead. you know, yeah, dead basically for that, you know, for those slight couple of seconds that I was dead, um, or the whole journey. And we kind of needed to get it off our chests, but we just couldn't talk to each other about it. So my idea came was I sat down at a radio at, at my desk at a grass studio at home, and I sat down and I recorded every single thing that I could remember of that period. And then I pressed save and I, I put it to one side, and then I got her to do the same, but without me being in the room or any any kind of, so she could just talk basically, uh, and she did the same, and then I edited it together, and the stories are two completely both sides are dying, you know, and mm. that's what I ended up calling it, because my side was oh it was all lights and nice and relaxing and oh this and I saw boom boom and I went to sleep, where hers was anger because the doctors wasn't talking to her about what was going on and she was worried and the stress of having to look after two little kids at the time as well because we had two daughters and all of that so that's how that came about and yeah i was just really lucky um i had a really good dramatic pause in it hmm. which i always say if you want to win something so the, the joke about charles parker is if you want to win it have a dramatic pause in it and talk about something about dying Hmm. you'll win <laughs> I'll keep that in mind <laughs> uh, so I ended up getting silver and it was brilliant and and that same recording went on to win uh, a, a New York International Radio Award oh, that's really awesome I know that you've um, done a lot of work as a freelancer so what would you tell someone that is presently in this course or someone that is looking into breaking into the industry what will you tell that person about opportunities in freelancing well I have to be honest and I, I think everybody should know that it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, everybody thinks, 
Oh, I can walk out, I can get a job straight away. Yes, you might be that lucky one or two people, but it doesn't work for everybody. Um, the the industry at the minute, especially in radio, is shrinking. And it, I, I can't, it sounds horrible, but it, you can see it on the news. Uh, you know, I, I've just finished a, a, a six-year contract with the BBC and I was made redundant because the jobs are gone. Hmm. Uh, it's simple as that. Um, I think you have to have a thick skin because you are going to have people that just turn around and go, we don't like your stuff. We don't like what your voice sounds like. We don't we don't like your producing style. And they'll be honest because they have, they have to be because they need to get what they need for their station. I, I think people who are coming out at the moment have to understand that they are going to have to multitask. They're going to have to find other areas to make their money as well. They can't just rely on that. Some people will, don't get us wrong. Some people might just lucky a lot of good ways to get in is to go to traffic and travel first on producing traffic and travel because they kind of there's companies out there that do it for the nation um local bbc used to be the big thing but now the announcement is that they're going to get rid of half of their well, 150 odd presenters and their daytime after two o'clock going to be networked so that's a lot of work gone wow. to get on the stations like heart and capital and century all these amazing ones that are you know the age group of people like Spark should have, they, they you know they're they're getting instead when they used to get like a hundred CVs for one job, they're now getting two to three thousand. So it's going to be a hard slog, but please keep trying, because you could be that one in a million. And I think you know if you've got the talent, it will shine through. Now I know that um, every career path has its own challenges. Were there any barrier that you have in your career? Yeah. So. I've never I've never had this before and, I, and it wasn't until after I, I left with me master's degree that I ever got a problem with it and it's not because of doing the master's degree the master's degree was amazing it's just the the state of media um, and mm. people at the moment so I'm dyslexic oh. and of course everything in radio is instant media now so you have to be able to be able to write an Instagram post and put it out straight away and get these straight out. And for somebody that's dyslexic, editing and all, editing, all that takes time, getting somebody to check and all that. So they didn't like that. Um, and plus my age, uh, it'd be really silly to say, but um, certain companies that I've worked for just didn't like it that I was in my 40s. They wanted young people and, uh, and, and it happened. I'm not going to name the company, but um, I had gone for a job. I got a job doing events, which I'm very good at, and uh, that's kind of how I make me bread and butter. Um, I got the job. I was doing stuff. I had said, look, I can still, I can do producing for radio as well. They said, brilliant, that's great. We'll get you in as soon as there's a spot. And then those spots kept going to younger people. <laughs> and I saw lots of younger people come in. Uh, and in the end, I just got told it was just because of my age. I, 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 they wanted young people in the studio because it made it feel young even though they had old presenters. <laughs> hmm. um, and it does age was a thing, but dyslexia has been my biggest barrier, really hmm. has. Oh, thank you so much. We've had an awesome conversation. And lastly, what would you like to tell everyone out there? So I have to admit, I had a, I had a great time here and I did some amazing things. You know, I started up some really cool projects with getting young people in and going at the school. I even ended up doing a special show from Lapland. Uh, I blagged a, a trip to Lapland to record it and chase Santa Claus. Um, and that was all through Spark. And uh, we just had a great time. You know, we, we're still friends today. We all keep in touch via WhatsApp. And I think that's probably a good thing to go away with. And remember, once you're a Sparky, you're always a Sparky. For more episodes from former members of Spark and Utopia, keep listening to Spark Reunited, sparking your interest in media.